Dan Healy here from the Miami Hitch UK. Before we come into today's episode, I just want to tell you about our new sponsor, that is At Mugs NFL. I'm sure many of you are familiar with this guy's account now. They specialise in the personalisation of any sports team mugs and t-shirts and hoodies so you give them whatever team you want in whatever color scheme with whatever player name whatever player number you want and they will put it on a mug t-shirt or hoodie don't be put off by their twitter handle which is at mugs nfl because it's not just the nfl they do any sports any american sport any english sport whatever you want they will put it on a mug t-shirt or hoodie so go and check them out secondly We are now part of the Overtime Heroics Network. Please check out OvertimeHeroics.net for more great American sports content. Enjoy the episode. You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. Here's your host, Dan Healy, also known as At the Miami Heat UK. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I'm your host, Dan Healy. Thank you once again for everybody who listens and subscribes to the Heating Up the UK podcast. Like this podcast, well, guess what? You are going to want to subscribe to the YouTube channel too because we have got two brand new shows about to start as of next week. First one will be a Miami Heat-related weekly show hosted by myself talking about the goings on uh, in the life of the bubble and just the heat in general that'll be hosted by myself and then we've also got a wider NBA show that we're starting uh, which will be me joined by two guests where we'll be looking at some of the other topics going on uh, on the uh, on the wider NBA issues and that's called tepid takes so that's going to be a lot of fun we are recording the first episode of that on Sunday so that should be ready to go uh, early next week on to today's episode and I'm delighted to have with me today Miami Heat radio broadcaster, Mr. Mike Inglis. Mike, how are you, sir? I am doing marvellous. How are things across the pond there? Things across the pond are a lot better than the last time we spoke. Um, we, mm-hmm. When we last spoke, we was uh, we was right at the beginning of the lockdown and things were uh, were, were not pretty. Um, thankfully, we, we seem to be over the worst very much so. Um, you know, the, the, the positive rates and things are, are tumbling right down. Um, mm-hmm. So we are through the worst without a doubt. Still need precautions, of course. We need to, uh, the social distancing rules are in place. Uh, everyone's wearing their masks, which is great, etc. So, uh, yeah, we seem to be uh, very much through, through the worst of it. Um, I understand maybe not so much your side of the point. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, well, yeah, not so much as very light. <laughs> no, yeah, the one thing you find here in the U.S. is you, you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile, and that unfortunately is what happened. And they've sort of let their guards down, but uh, uh, the numbers are good in some areas, obviously not good in other areas, but. Uh, uh, it's uh, obviously a very difficult situation for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I know all of the uh, the teams over in South Florida are promoting the wear your masks. Um, mm. So we're, we're, we're behind that over here. So uh, please, if you're listening in Florida, then uh, yes, do as you're told, please. And we'll have oh, some normality back. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, Mike, you was uh, we, we, we recalled today on the back of last night's first scrimmage. Uh, Heat took a nice W, uh, 104 to 98 against Sacramento Kings. I suppose it was good for you. You was back at work for the first time in a long time. How did that feel? 
it was uh, it was great. Uh, it was sort of funny because we we broadcast from our arena down on the floor, and uh, we had two big seventy five inch TV screens in front of us. One with the uh, the main feed from the game up in Orlando, and the other one with a bunch of different camera views uh, <laughs> in case the main feed went off to do something else. You know, sometimes there's promos or 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 they're you know they're going to. D- have the talking heads talk a little bit about something else, but, but being on radio, obviously you've got to see the game all the time to be able yeah. to tell you, tell everybody where the ball is. Cause you're their eyes and ears, so to speak of, of the listeners. And uh, then on the, on the, the television on the right, they, they had a special channel for that just so you didn't follow uh, miss, uh, miss where the ball was and you can describe what's going on. It is certainly different because uh, when you're not right up there, personal close and, Unless you know the numbers or can see the name on a guy's back, and uh, I'm sure uh, football uh, analysts uh, over there uh, know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes you, you've, you've got to just uh, sort of make a guess or work your way around it, talk around it a little bit, so they're not miss- uh, listeners aren't missing anything, and uh, they still get the gist of what's going on out on the floor. But it was great to be back, and they've they've done a real good job. The Miami Heat is setting this up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a bit gutting over here because we don't uh, we we don't get the the radio side of it. So I never never get to listen to you, unfortunately, Mike. But um, I mean, great to see Jacks back in his Larry suits. Back to have uh, back, great to have uh, great to have um, Eric and and John back uh, calling games again sure. uh, from, from over here. And and just to see uh, yeah those phrases, you know, time to bowl y'all and another Miami hit NBA venture. That that's just fantastic to have it back in our lives so uh yeah brilliant brilliant you know, stuff you know, you, yeah you, you know it's real funny too because where we're they're straight across the floor from us yeah uh, broadcasting the game there's my position with ruth riley and then down further to the left every obviously there's social distancing there's uh plexiglass between us all and uh, yeah. The Spanish broadcast is down one end and the, the TV's over on the other side. So uh, they've done a real good job of protecting everybody. Yeah, Raul, just surreal, surreal times. It's just incredible just, sit, yeah, just sitting in your usual spots or whatever, but just calling a game that's uh, the other side of the state. So, uh, yeah, amazing. Um, but, you know, we have we, we have basketball back. We have Miami Heat basketball back in our lives. Before we come on to um, last night's game, first of all, what were your thoughts on uh the, the the setup if you like the, the you know Miami were the home team last night so we saw our graphics um you know where they are the, the fans on the screens and the, those huge LED screens that look yeah. fantastic um how do you think uh you know that the NBA have done in terms of putting that scenario together with you know fan noise and the LED graphics and you know uh that the, the uh, announcers still calling the buckets and so on what, what were your thoughts on that was that do you think they've done a good job there well, I, I think they've done an absolutely wonderful job uh, with that. And I think they only scratch the surface of what you're going to see when games actually start to win regular games. Right now, each team's got scrimmage games. We've got a, a scrimmage game on the weekend against the Utah Jazz on Saturday. And uh, it, but what we saw last night, all the virtual stuff that you're seeing on the screens and what have you, it's going to be uh, more intense. And I think the sound effects are going to be much, much better. Right now, this is sort of a dry run for the league on mm. what's working and what is not working, just because they're streaming these uh, scrimmages as opposed to sending it out uh, over the networks right now. So yeah. uh, it's going to get better. But they, I, I think they've done, uh, they, they thought about everything right now, and they're going to uh, make you feel like you're right there, uh, right there at the at the games. Brilliant. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I thought I thought it was really good. Um, I, 
I think the only uh, like the, the fans were it was, it was a bit strange just because they looked so big. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that was a little bit odd. But um, I thought that yeah, as I said, that it, it was something I didn't even know until we I, I tuned into the uh, the first game, which was Clippers Orlando, and I, I saw these huge mm. screens and I thought, wow, I thought what a, what a great like innovation that is. And then to have like the, as I said, the the buckets being called and let's go heat pumping out and stuff. I thought you know mm-hmm. fair play to them. Now the only other thing actually, Mike, you might know this. Um, Obviously, we've seen the courts. Everyone's courts have been flown out there and they've been put together and we've been practicing on it. And actually, in fact, it seems that every team seems to be practicing on the vice court at the moment from the images that I see. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I, I assume that are they going to be putting in the courts when the league actually starts? Because last night we saw a generic um, you know, NBA court being NBA. used. I'm assuming we're going to have our courts, are there? Or have they literally just thrown them over to practice? Uh, you know what? Uh, that's a real good question. I don't know. I can't imagining, imagine because of how much the courts are going to be used, them switching them out that much. I mean, it takes a, it takes a, a lot of labor to, to put down yeah. one of those floors and get it down correctly. I mean, we've done games where uh, there's been a hockey game in the arena, an afternoon game, and a basketball game in the evening, and we've come in to do basketball. They're, they're still finishing putting the court together. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I, I really can't give you a yes or a no whether it's going to happen, uh, but it yeah, would be great if it would be great if, if, you know, if Miami was considered the home team, if they had their home court down there. But I know for a lot of teams, like, shipping those courts out was pretty difficult, much easier for Miami where Orlando's just up the road. Yeah, it's just something that I we, we I was I was sitting with uh, with a family member and we was watching the game and I said, oh, you know, it'd be good as well because we'll have the courts on. And he was going, he said, well, I don't think they are. I think they just flew them out to practice. And I thought, surely not. But he said the same thing as you've just said. How you know, it's, it's a hell of a lot of work to try and get those courts in progress. But yeah. we'll see, we'll see. Mate, I thought you might have had some inside info, but never mind. We shall see. It's not too far away. Uh, so last yeah. night then we, uh, we we got off to uh, to an opening opening win. Before we uh, before I hit you with a few questions, just very very broadly, your main takeaway from last night's game. I think it uh, you know obviously there's work to be done. It was a little uh, a helter skelter as we would expect it to be, and uh, but overall uh, you know I, I thought they played pretty darn good considering two of their key players weren't out out on the floor and. Uh, uh, you know, and just for the first half, uh, a couple of your key players just played the, the you know eleven minutes each, and it is what it is. It's training camp, and, and that's what you're going to yeah. get. The coach is going to have a look at everybody, and uh, it, it's the same thing with with every team right now uh, until the, the the regular season, so to speak, gets back underway. But my takeaway was uh, I was impressed. I really was impressed on, on actually how how well they played, considering they hadn't been together for such a long time. Yeah, I, I I agree. I thought that you know, as you said, it was there was a little bit of rustiness there. Obviously, as you'd expect, it was a bit erratic at times. Um, but you know, what 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 can you say? It was it was a win. It was a good performance. There was a lot of minutes there. Sure. Everyone came away healthy. So you know, we we can't complain. Um, let me talk to you about the, the starting five. Now, I was speaking to Will Manso last week, and I said, obviously, with Bam and Kendrick being out, um, would it be as simple as Goran and uh, Derek Jones just slot in in his in their place, and and Will actually said that maybe to the contrary, he thought that um, 
although that may be the, the most obvious thing, he thought that maybe Spo would use this time to really sort of tinker around with the starting lineup and uh, and maybe not um, go with bringing Goran in when he's been so effective off the bench. But he said these words where he expected Spo to be a bit like a, a mad scientist with some of his uh, his lineups and so on. But however, it did end up being um, it, it did end up being Goran and, and, and Derek Jones slotting in um, as I expected it to be. Do you think that? Going forward, um, until Bam and Kendrick, who are as of we've just before we came on air, uh, we heard the news that they are now out of quarantine and as of now they can mm-hmm. start practicing, which is brilliant news. Um, but do you think that until they get up to scratch, Spo will continue with the lineup that starting lineup that we saw last night, um, with a view yeah. maybe to keeping that, or do you think that he will tinker? Oh, no, no, he, it, it's, I would just about guarantee it's going to go back to the original starting lineup uh, with uh, Kendrick Dunn, uh, Duncan, uh, Jimmy Butler, Bam, and uh, Myers Leonard, uh, you know, and, and then they'll go from there. They'll be, you know, putting players in and out, uh, like I said, with two more scrimmage games and, and those eight regular season games are going to play. There's going to be certainly going to be movement because they'll have 17 players uh, for this whole thing, but only 13 are going to be able to dress for every game. So he's going to give give some of the youngsters, a, you know, a chance to, you know, show what they can do, like, you know, Gabe Vincent and Casey Okpala, you know, guys that you, you really don't get much a chance to see, or Kyle Alexander. Uh, the, you know, these guys aren't household names yet, uh, even if you're a Miami Heat fan. So he, he will definitely tinker. Mad scientist, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, he is certainly <laughs> going to go with what is uh, – good and what he thinks is at the time in particular the opposition uh, that you're playing and uh, he's also not going to overshow his hand right now Miami yeah. slotted to the number four spot but uh, again that that too can change yeah that, that's that's fine I mean I fully expect once the real stuff starts we'll, we'll see the the five that we saw for most yeah. of the season that was so successful as well um, and uh, and Goran will go back to the bench because he's been brilliant in his sixth man role. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously we I've spoke about it a lot. I'm not going to go massively into it today, but I will touch on it with you and get your thought. But Miami's depth, I mean, man, th- th- there would be a serious argument to say that we're, that we're the deepest team in the league. And uh, you know, even even likes the likes of Gabe Vincent, Casey Akpala, as you've just said there. I mean, even they can come in and just give you some solid minutes. I mean, it's exciting in that sense. You think, yeah. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head saying exciting, and that, that, that's what it is with Miami's bench. Uh, you know, the, the starters average around 70 points a ball game, and after, after that, uh, you need some bench help, obviously, and the, the bench has done real well. I mean, are you going to see Casey a lot out there? Probably not, or, or Kyle out there, but you're definitely going to see a, a little bit more of Crowder and Solomon Hill out there, maybe a little bit more yeah. of, uh, uh, you know, Chris Silva and, you know, and, Tyler and Kelly and Gordon, you know, they're your mainstay with Derek coming off the bench. And, and then again, like you said, a little tinker here, a little tinker there on what's happening that night, what the opposition is, uh, is showing you. But uh, this depth is, depth is great. And the good thing about this going down the road is it's still, they've still got a depth of very young ball players, those guys that you mentioned, and even the starters for the Miami Heat, uh, yeah, the young ball players Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn—they got a lot of years ahead of them of playing some good ball. Mm, yeah, it's, it is really good. I mean, even like I, th- I thought Kelly Olynyk was really good last night. I mean, oh, I, very I good. did watch the game. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch the game live, even though I do normally watch every single game live. And people that may not, I always give a live tweet feed. So for uh, any listeners that or any uh, people that follow me, that will be coming back. Don't you worry about that. As soon as the regular season starts, <laughs> I'll be back to live tweets at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever it is. But even I draw a line at getting up at 1 a.m. to watch scrimmage. So uh, I I caught the game. <laughs> I caught the game uh, a couple of hours ago after I finished work. I came home and I thought, yeah, Pip, like Kelly, he, I think he had like five fouls after 10 minutes of play. But he's still, uh, I mean, he's just, it, this is like a potentially a 10th man and you get some solid minutes, some solid buckets, some savvy sure. NBA players that we've got all the way down the roster. So uh, that's really, really exciting. Um, now, last night, uh, the standout performer, Duncan Robinson, 18 mm-hmm. points, five for eight shooting. Um, now, my main concern were always when uh, when the season got suspended very quickly, my concerns came to, uh, you know, when we do get going again, whenever this may be, will Duncan be able to recapture this form? Because he is so, so important for this team. Um, now, would he, if, if suddenly you lose that shooting rhythm where, where he was in, that's a massive bit of our arsenal gone. And um, he said it in the week when he was asked about this. And he said, look, shooters don't forget how to shoot. And straight away he came back. And I think he nailed his first three, four, might have been five shots. I can't remember now. Straight into the groove of it. Um, That was so pleasing. What did you make of Duncan's performance last night? Well, that's what he is. He's a shooter. And uh, unfortunately, he's also expanded his game. uh, You know, being able to put the ball on the floor and turning out to be a decent passer and also getting some rebounds. I mean, you mentioned the numbers last night. uh, you know, 18 points, three rebounds, uh, a, a couple of rebounds, rather, an assist, five of eight shooting, went to the line three times and got three free throws. So he's doing an awful lot. But I, I always say a shooter is a shooter, and the, and the coaches know. And he's they've got all the confidence in the world at what he's going to be able to do. And he did not disappoint last night. I was a little surprised at how quickly uh, uh, he got into rhythm, but you know he's been doing it in practice, uh, and it, he does it mm. all the time. That, that's what he does. Uh, he's a professional shooter, and uh, just the, the likes of a of a Ray Allen. Obviously, not quite Ray yeah. Allenish yet. Uh, you know, Hall of Fame type guy, but uh, <laughs> you know he is he is he's a quality shooter, Duncan. And uh, uh, you know, the, the, last night the, you know, the proof's in the pudding. It, it didn't look like he uh, missed a beat. I mean. Do you want him putting up eight a night? Well, the coach will tell you if he's oh if you're open, yes indeed. But the one thing I liked about, liked about him, he wasn't forcing it. He forced it a couple of times last night, but he still hit a couple of those ones that he forced. Uh, but he's been very very diligent with it, trying to get the open space, and if not there, kick it out to somebody else. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I look at like great shooters around the league um, now sort of commanding some, some huge money based on, I mean, based on the fact that they're very good players anyway, but because they're so good uh, with their shot, their three point shooting, you know, um, uh, Buddy Hield, for example, Drew Holiday. I mean, they've also got other great bits to their game and I'm sure Duncan can add that. He's still very young and inexperienced. Mike, I know it's difficult, How, but how good could Duncan Robertson become in NBA terms? Well, you know, I, I think sky's the limit with the, the way he is right now. Here you got a guy, you know, he's six foot seven, over 200 pounds. And so he's, and he's just a kid. He's got lots of room to grow yet. And he's mm-hmm. learning all the time. So I, I think the sky's the limit for him. And how much better can you get shooting? Wow. I, I don't know, because right now he's just about 45% from beyond yep. the arc. You know, one of the best in the league. And 
can you get better than that? Oh my gosh, if you can, that would be just ridiculous. Uh, you know, if you could get up to 48 or 50 percent, I mean, my goodness, uh, uh, we've seen what has happened in early on in the season, as you well know. Uh, he had had an absolute field day because no one was guarding him, and then all of a sudden, you know, when the teams uh, they get their their sheets together and say, "Okay, game plan." One of the names that pops up right away now is Duncan Robinson. Don't yeah. give him any space. Don't leave him uh, unmarked. Uh, and uh, yeah. you you can't. But he is now finding a way, even with the defense on him, the way he is moving with the ball and without the ball to find those spots to put it up, uh, put it up in any, he, he had a couple of last night over smaller uh, defenders. And uh, I, again, but the sky's the limit, I think with him and Tyler hero. I mean, these two young guys are, they're deadly. They, you know, they, they've got ice water in their veins when it comes to shooting. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, actually while we're on, uh, uh, you mentioned there, Tyler hero, um, maybe not as uh a, a, a much rougher night for Tyler than it was for Duncan. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he did, he did finish off well. He finished strongly, which was good. And he's, you know, his box score was fine, but when you watched him, I think, uh, yeah, he struggled with the ball in his hands a bit. So his shot was, was off quite a lot of the night, um, apart from that hot streak towards the end. But I mean, do you think that this is mainly because, uh, you know, we've, we've Kendrick Nunn out, we've Goran and Jimmy only playing the first half that he was asked, the ball was in his hands a lot. He was asked to run the point yeah. quite a lot, which isn't his game. Um, so is that just, a natural thing you just think that you know this isn't what he's is primarily designed to do and yet he was asked to do it so it was natural yeah you, you bring up a good point because we were mentioning this on the broadcast last night uh, when Jimmy Butler was off the floor and uh, and Goran Dragic was in there Kendrick Nunn not playing there there wasn't really a bona fide attacker a ball handler out on the floor when Totter was so the ball was put in his hands and I think he did a pretty darn uh, decent job of it I mean I know he didn't shoot the ball well, 5 of 14, 0 for 7 from beyond the arc, but he picked up an assist. He had six rebounds, still had 15 points, 5 for 5 at the line. So when you look at the stats, as you mentioned, the stat, he filled the stat sheet up. He was, uh, he was pushing it a little bit, I think, last night, pretty eager and anxious to get that ball up. And, and you know it's going to happen for him. Uh, I, I think Duncan Robinson still is the best shooter on the team when it comes to that lane. But Tyler, he's pretty darn good, too. But uh, I think he uh, took it very, very well, though, them saying, OK, listen, you're going to bring the ball up. You're going to distribute this ball around. And uh, his game, again, is improving. You can't be one dimensional. In particular, if you're with the Miami Heat, you just can't be a shooter. You've got to be able to do the other things, whether it's defending, whether it's getting the rebounds like he did last night. I mean, you know, I mean, getting the six boards is great in the minutes that he played, the 26 minutes that he played. Uh, you've got to be able to do other things. And he did those other things last night. Sometimes it falls, sometimes it doesn't. But you're not going to get too many nights shooting uh, like uh, like last night uh, against Sacramento by a Tyler Hero. Yeah, and I think that um, you could see even in when he when he did start to hit a couple of buckets, you could see already those last few minutes the the, the confidence flow back in him. You could see with his handles, oh, yeah. he cut, tried, tried a couple of, you know, little flashy bits which we know that he like he thrives upon so it was just a matter of getting into that groove and as soon as he does I'm sure he'll be on fire sure. but yeah I mean there was there was a lot of freeze put up last night a hell of a lot of freeze and I think again that, oh that points back to the fact <laughs> that points back again to the fact that we just didn't have many facilitators on the uh on the floor with with no Jimmy um you know Bam obviously he runs a lot of yeah. the ball, uh, himself as well so is, was that expected I think that's such a high free count yeah, that, that, those those forty four tray attempts. I don't 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 think that's going to be a regular night unless they're wide open all the time. Then it would get regular because they've got so many good 
uh, shooters uh, from beyond the arc. But, you know, 14 to 44, you know, a coach isn't going to be real thrilled with that. I mean, you come away with a W, but it wasn't about, uh, you always want to win, but uh, last night was more about let's see how we play, let's see how these other guys uh, can go. And we still had, uh, you know, a handful of players that didn't even see any time out on the floor last night. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, 44 trays, wow, that's a lot. Do you consider Sacramento was a team that likes to put up a lot of threes and, you know, they put up uh, 28. Uh, attempts last night, but then you, you look at the stats, though. I mean, Miami is uh, is tied with Utah for uh, number one in the league in, in field goal percentage from beyond the arc, and uh, then you look down the other stats, uh, when it comes to three-pointers made, they're sixth in the league, tenth in attempts, and uh, you know, so, you know, it isn't a big part of the game. It's very for them to uh, uh, to, to use this three-point. It can get you in a game or it can get you out of a game. Depends how it's going that night. But they've got so many of those weapons out on the floor, even with those two great shooters uh, not there, that uh, it's it's a big part of Miami's offense. There's no doubt about that. Mm, yes, definitely. And uh, another person that looks good, uh, another weapon, as you'd say, um, but someone who looks good on both ends of the floor last night was Iguodala. What did you make of Iggy's performance last night? I thought he was really good. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Coach was uh, saying this has just been a great camp for him. And uh, they say, you know, he's just been outstanding because – you realize when he came to Miami in the trade with Memphis, uh, he had not played at all during the season. So all of a sudden, he gets uh, to Miami uh, from Memphis and he you know, gets a couple of practices in. Uh, you know, this bodes well for his work ethic because he was uh, ready to play. Was he at 100%? No, obviously, because he hadn't played a lot. But uh, it, it's uh, one of those situations that uh, for him, this camp has been absolutely marvelous. Uh, because now he's obviously in pretty darn good shape. He mm-hmm. knows the system a little bit better because he gets a chance. And, uh, you know, it, uh, he's, I, I think it's been great. Like, Coach has, very, has been very, very impressed with him. And, you know, he's a wily old veteran. You know, uh, you look at his work. He's been an MVP in the finals. He's got three championships. He's been an all-defensive team. He's been an all-star. So he's another one of those guys that uh, is a professional basketball player. There's no doubt. Yeah, and um, you know, when you look, if if Miami are going to have any success, whatever we describe as what success will be this year, um, then uh, Iggy's going to have a big part to play at that because, yeah, uh, yeah d- defensively brilliant, as you just said there, he rattled off all the stats. Um, he's been there, seen it, done it, and he'll he'll bring these young players on. So he's a really really important part of uh, of whatever this season may be. So, leaving last night's game as it is, a nice solid win. We look forward to Utah. Um, yep, good good performance. Nice W. No uh, injury problems. We've got Bam and Kendrick coming back. So, all things good in the bubble so far. Um, I just want to touch on a, a couple of ex-Miami Heat players that are, uh, that are in the bubble but have not had... Uh, well, uh, first of all, it's Justice Winslow. Um, unfortunately, yeah. picked up a season-ending injury. Um, now, personally, you know... I'm, a, I'm gutted for, for Justice. We was due to play them as well, which is a, a shame because we would have seen him come up against us. But uh, I don't think since since I've in the most recent fandom history, we, we, I don't think I've seen a player like Justice Windows split a fan base so much. There were people that really, you know, stand him, uh, you know, really like, like willed him to do wrong, had a lot of faith in him. And there was others that, you know, harshly uh, criticised him, you know, had this whole bustis. Uh, Winslow uh, scenario, which you know, I've I've never <laughs> never found that. I've always been really behind uh, Justice. So you know, in terms of that trade now, um, obviously it's looking it's looking nice for Miami. But you know, I assume 
I assume that you, you like me. I mean, you're 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 going to see Justice sit the rest of the season out, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame for him. Uh, you know, injuries are sort of following him around. You look at his rookie season; he played like 78 games, and then the next year he got banged up with yeah. 18, and then you know a couple of years, 68, 66, and then last year or this season, 11 games. And uh, sometimes with just Justice, and I don't know if it's just his demeanor. A lot of people wonder if he he really wants to play the game, loves the game as so many guys do, or just likes the trappings of of the game uh, because he can be such a good ball player. And it's one of the reasons the Heat uh, picked him 10th overall, you know, back in, uh, you know, 2015, uh, because he's got a lot of talent, the youngster. And it really looked like he was getting back into the fold, getting his shot back. You know, he can defend. That was the big thing of him coming out, uh, coming out of Duke University. The one thing everyone said, uh, the offense, eh, it's there, but boy, defensively, uh, he is there, and that is always the hardest thing to teach these college athletes coming into the NBA. Just about everybody can score because it's a different. You're playing a lot of zone. It's it's entirely different than the NBA. But can you play defense? Well, he could play defense, and that was a big part. And his offense started to come around. I could see why Memphis wanted to grab him. You know, I mean, some some man's trash is some man's gold. Okay, it, 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 you just don't know. And for their team, their young team, and Memphis is doing a great job of building that young team. I think he's going to be a good fit for them in the long run. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think that we saw snippets in the beginning of this season yeah. where he was so good defensively, especially all the way back in game two against Milwaukee. Uh, just brilliantly uh, down the clutch there. Just we, we saw exactly what this team could have been. Um, and then, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I mean, he was our, he was our best player for the, for the first month, probably. Uh, so sure. it was a shame when he got knocked up, and it was a shame that uh, that he had, to, you know, it ended how it did. But obviously, looking at it now, you know, the trade looks good for Miami. But um, yeah, I, I really wish Justice well going into next season because the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, as you've just said, they've got a really exciting young team, one of the most exciting young teams in the league. Um, so I hope he's a big part of that. Yeah, and you know. Might have coach of the year, too, because they've, they've done a marvelous job uh, uh, with that team. And uh, you know, they've got some great draft picks. And, you know, they got a record of 32 and 33. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be playing and uh, with an opportunity to play in the postseason here. And it's going to be it's going to be tough. They're going to have to, uh, you know, try to uh, of those eight games, uh, try not to lose a single one and mm-hmm. uh, and continue to hold on to that playoff spot uh, because that's going to be very, very difficult. But they have done a nice job. And I, I again, I, I'll reiterate, I think. Uh, a guy like Justice, if, if Justice, if he comes uh, with his game that everyone knows he can play and he does it on a regular basis and really uh, becomes professional about it, they got themselves a hell of a ball player. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So uh, yeah, good luck, Justice, and uh, get well soon. And we hope to see you next season. Uh, another Miami Heat player, and yes, he was a player. He bowled last night, and this was bowl bowl. Did you catch this performance last night well, from Denver? I did. I, I did not, but I, I really enjoyed all, all my friends saying "bobo" all the time. Uh, <laughs> all the broadcasters. It was it was pretty funny, and yeah, and even uh, Zaz, who does our, our pregame with uh, Jonathan Zaz, with Tommy Tig on our pregame shows, and how you know they, they, everyone's got he bowled everyone over, bobo. You know, yeah. all the things are coming out like this. It's uh, hilarious, but. You know what? From what I understand, he, this kid has got a heck of a lot of talent. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he hadn't hadn't had a chance to play, 
you know, be, because of his injury situation. But, yeah, I mean, you, you look at his numbers in college, he was real, real go, good. And uh, it, it, he's, he's going to be one of those guys that uh, I think a, a, for a big guy like that, he can, he can shoot. Uh, he, he can move, which is a big thing when you're a big guy. If you can move like that and shoot, he's going to be able to defend the rim. There's no question about that because of his size. So uh, we'll see what happens with him, though. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one because it's the first time really we got to see him. And there was always this thing on um, on draft night where a lot of people sort of lost it when we gave him away. Basically, it was ours and we gave him away. Um, and then the first time we saw him, uh, there he goes, picks up. I know it's only scrimmage and we can't get overexcited, but he put up yeah. 16 points, 10 rebounds and six blocks. That's not a bad night's work. So, of course, oh, as... No, it isn't. it's not a bad night's work. But uh, again, you know, you've got to... Uh, you got to you got to wait and see, as they say, uh, when it yeah. comes to guys. You know, he's seven foot two and still lanky, uh, you know, at 235 pounds. But, uh, you know, his uh, his dad, we all know about how, how well he played. And everybody says he's much better uh, because yeah. he can hit, shoot a jump shot. He's not a standstill shooter like uh, Balut was. Uh, this kid can move around. And, uh, you know, was at, uh, I think it was Oregon, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh uh, if, if he can keep this up, you know, what the heck? He, he's got a potential. I mean, 7'2", if you're 7'2", seven, seven you get a chance to stick around the league a little bit, in particular if you can defend. And if you can shoot outside like he's doing right now, uh, and, and what we're, we're hearing from training camp and in that exhibition game, uh, you know, he's, he's got himself a chance to have a nice career. Yeah, that's uh, well. I mean, it just made me laugh a bit because you see the uh, you see the the massive overreaction again on uh, people losing oh, it last sure. night because you had that sort of stat line. And you got to remember, it's it's an exhibition game. Um, let's not get too carried away. But I mean, good luck to him. It's just always one of those things that we we, we never want to doubt. Uh, what Miami do, their, their front <laughs> office, etc., their coaching staff uh, are elite in every sense. But you know when you see that picture of him with that Miami Heat hat on, uh, and you just think, will that come back to haunt us one day? Well, let's let's hope not. But uh, of course, when he puts up that sort of stat line, of course, Twitter is always going to kick off. But there we go. It would be interesting to see how what happens with Bowl Bowl when the real stuff starts. So, yeah, Mike, um, that, that yeah. You still with me, Mike? Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought I thought you were saying, um, Mike. That half hour just flew by. Um, before I let you go, let me let me ask you one thing. What can Miami's ceiling this year be? How far can we get? Wow. Well, you know what? Well, that's a great question. Health obviously is a big, big thing. But I think one of the thing, the interesting part of this, because of how weird this uh, season is. Uh, Young guys, these are like the young guys in Miami, you, you got to wonder how some of the veterans are going to be affected by having no one in the stands. There's going to be noise, sure. But a lot of, a lot of these kids uh, are coming in, you know, they've played in places where there's not a lot of, not a lot of fans, uh, mm. you know. And, and I, so that part I don't think is going to bother them. It might bother some players, but Miami's group, I don't think it's going to bother them. They They're so intertwined these guys they they're really as corny as this is it's all for one and one for all with these guys they don't care who is doing the best that night if you got two points so what they might have been the biggest two points of the ball game uh, you know but yep. just bring your game bring your game do everything you're supposed to do and let the cards fall where they may and i think with miami 
with their youth, with the way they can shoot the three ball, if they get their defense back together again in this, uh, with these eight games coming up and two more scrimmages coming up, you, I don't think you're going to want to meet them in the first round. I really don't because uh, mm-hmm. there's no home court advantage here. Uh, except for Orlando, sort of, uh, the, the match <laughs> since it is in Orlando. But uh, there, there's no fans, and uh, it's just going to be you out on the floor. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's you and your team, your collective group together. And I think Miami's got a real chance to, to make, uh, do, make some noise and do some damage. I know a lot of the pundits here in the United States are saying, you know, this, this Miami team, don't, don't sleep on them right now because – They've got a lot of young guys, and uh, you know, and they've also got some wily veterans, like you know, the Jimmy Butlers and the Goran Dragic's of the of the world. And uh, so, again, don't sleep on them. So, I think the sky's the limit. Will they win it all? Boy, it would be fabulous. I'd love to, I'd love to be able to scream champions of the basketball <laughs> world again and another parade down Biscayne Boulevard. But uh, uh, we'll have to keep our fingers crossed and, and see if they can uh, just uh, get by the first round. It's Baby steps, as I say right now, uh, don't think too far ahead. It's one game at a time. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. But yes, I, uh, as you said, a perfect blend of uh, arrogant, confident young players yes. with that, that that wily steel in these veteran players. Do not sleep on the heat. That seems like a good place to end it. We'll, uh, we'll see where we are next time we speak, Mike, in uh, maybe five or six weeks and uh, see how that played out or uh, how it is playing out, hopefully still. So, Sounds Mike, great. before I let you go, uh, no, no problem at all. Great to have you on. Where can everybody find you, please, Mike? Uh, right now, I'm in my great room uh, in my house. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, uh, on Twitter, sorry. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm uh, on, on Twitter. Just, uh, heck, I, I'm not even sure. Just uh, at, my, at Mike Inglis, Miami, at Miami at, Heat, I think. At, you know, I don't at, really at pay Mike, too much at, attention. I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll answer for you. At Mike, Mike Inglis Heat. Uh, they can find. Please, if you don't, then please, uh, please, please, please go and give Mike a follow. Uh, brilliant to speak to you, Mike. Um, everybody else, thank you for listening, as always. And um, yeah, we're, we're, please follow us at the Miami Heat UK on all platforms. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. All under the same handle. And as I said at the beginning, get subscribed to the YouTube channel. That's Miami Heat UK TV for two brand new shows starting next week. Until next time, we'll see you soon. <laughs>